Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, welcome. The Cult of the Collective Commentary, featuring they, they see the sixth Doctor Randall Thor. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the 50th anniversary of the Cult of the Collective Commentaries. No, it's not. <laughs> it is, however. Or was, however, it might be, however, the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. Well, that's what we're going to be talking all over the top of. I know, no gags yet, but we'll get to those. We've got 50 of them. Are you ready, Dave? <laughs> yeah, and I like that introduction better than the one you were going to go with, where you were going to say, and here I am podcasting with two queens. I didn't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, R is one of us a Zygon. Or is one of you a horse? And you're not kissing me to find out. <laughs> Mike, quick, save me. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, that's the rabbit. <laughs> quick rabbit and on. Mike. <laughs> Hold on, I'm just trying to figure out what these round things are over here. <clears throat> Don't know. No, what the round things are for. No idea. Dave's ears, that's is what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's a fez, isn't it? Ah, oh, dear. You might want to sweep up around here. It's getting a little uh, dusty. Or something. <laughs> Dust on the floor. Stone fragments. Hey, where's that statue you used to have? Who's that hiding under the canvases? <laughs> it's Cullen Baker. <laughs> uh, okay, it's not 50, but, you know, we'll leave it there. We want to have an audience by the time we're done. <laughs> yeah, come on, come on, guys. The moment has come. <clears throat> the moment has come for you to schlep across a hot desert. <laughs> All right, yes, we're here to talk all over the top of day, well, the day of the Doctor. The 50th anniversary special. Huzzah! 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 No? Uh, no. Anyway, they've seen it, obviously. Ooh! <laughs> no, 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 wait, wait, wait. You'll have to wait till the end to hear what Mike has to say. Mm. So, if everybody's buckled in tight, <laughs> we shall begin. Gentlemen, are you ready? I was ready, but I just started pouring the wine out, and a little voice in my head said, no more. So I'm a bit worried. <laughs> Wait, what's this box over here? Hmm. Mm. I'm ready. <laughs> oh, hang on. I've just got to launch this window. Um, um, oh, man. My Chrome has crashed. But <laughs> 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 All right. <clears throat> Enough palaver. Carrying on and uh, general hilarity. It's time for the Day of the Doctor. In five, four, three, two, one, play. Oh, something's wrong with my eyes. I can't see any colour. Wait, are we oh, playing the right episode? Who put an unearthly child in? <laughs> Watching the wrong episode here. 
Oh, wait, that's where you can tell. That's the wrong BBC logo. Oh. <laughs> Continuity errors. Where will they stop? Yeah, no, I need to do a correction. I thought this said uh, 75 yards away because it's 76 Totters Lane. It's not the distance to where it is. But there is an arrow, fair enough. You did point yeah. that out. And just the, the, the names on the, t- on the side, I, Chesterton, and W. Coburn. And the I don't words understand there. the W, though, because it's Anthony Coburn, correct? It is Anthony Coburn, and I think his middle name is James. So Yeah, so I don't know what There's the no w, w is. W. And even his son is Steph Coburn, yeah. who's been in the news recently. Yes. And I was trying to find out if that Marcus Aurelius... Time on the clock is 5.15. No, yep. 16. Well, 16. But still, it's it's 5.16. The, day, the yep. time that the episode started... Except not yeah. the right time of year. Exactly. Because the sun's out. <laughs> you see, we had yeah. the same problems in remembrance of the Daleks. Yeah. And it's a definite reference, of course, because coming out of school, she'd be coming out of school before four o'clock if it, if it was in reference to that. Ooh! There was, nice one. That was specifically for 3D. Hey, he broke the fourth wall. <laughs> no, she didn't crash into anything. <laughs> the doctor stared She's at looking. us. Looking good, though. Oh, yes. there we go. Well, actually, Science. just as long as you weren't admiring her legs when she was on the bike, because that was the stunt guy. <laughs> who, she <laughs> actually, who she actually says has got better legs than her. No, it was her hair cascading out of the helmet. <laughs> you mean like how when Amy took off the, uh, the police hat in 11th <laughs> Hour? <laughs> Suddenly. Never a high 10. <laughs> It was working before you came. Yeah. Now, this remind me of those sweet grabbers. I don't think you have them in in fairs and fun fairs oh, yeah. or peers where you you, you you rotate and try and grab the bear or the sweets. <laughs> now, this is unit music, right? It sounds a bit like James Bondy to me. In no, but it, it was used in the Russell T Davies era. And it I was. Think it's, it was. Yeah. Like when they showed, uh, like, um, what was the... What was that big uh, airship thing that they had? That, Valyard? Like, no, 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 uh, the Valyard. The, no, no, it was the, it began the, with a V. It began with a V, didn't it? The 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 very big thing in the sky. The, the, the unit's ship that the master took over. Yeah, the, yeah. the uh, Valiant. Valiant. There we go. Valiant, not Valyard. Valiant. Valiant. Yes. Yeah, that, that was, by the way, the tower. That is the Tower Bridge, not the London Bridge that some <laughs> people think it is. Right. There, oh, there's the Lord Mayor's. Uh, right on the bottom left is the Lord Mayor's fully shaped building. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord Mayor's horse goes this way then. I see. Oh, that's that's the. Uh, it's called the mobile phone. That uh, building. That's the one that uh, they found out that the building focused the sunlight. It burnt melted somebody car- on their pavement. In, in yeah. the melted cars. <laughs> that's the one there. <laughs> I remember oh, yeah. that. That was fun. Oh, <laughs> EBO. Ah! Yeah, it, it was funny that watching them making and they say, oh, yeah, yeah, Matt did that. He hung from the bottom of there. It's like, yeah, but he was completely wired up with a harness. Yeah. And he yeah. had things to hold on to underneath there as well. So. Now, this is the one part of Doctor Who filming that I can say that I've actually seen. See, there's Ooh. a there's a this was done in Trafalgar Square. There's a there's a webcam that it's up year round. And oh. when this was filming was going on here, people kept linking to this webcam, and I was able to watch them through the webcam online as they filmed the, the 
using a crane instead of a instead of a helicopter. Sorry to ruin the immersion. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as they carried the TARDIS around, and the Doctor did his stunts. Matt Smith did his stunts. So I actually I actually saw that. Cool. Kind of. I'm curious as to who the policeman was in the beginning, but I don't have any. Hmm. If you guys have any reference on that. Yeah, the filming also had them, this whole scene with the letter. People trying to figure out what the letter is. And of course, we haven't even mentioned the scarf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> scarf. Nice scarf. Nice scarf. Nice scarf nice indeed. Scarf. Worn by Osgood. <laughs> we blame it on. What's the cover story? We blame it on Darren Brown. Darren yeah. Brown. <laughs> we send the flowers. <laughs> Care to say anything about Darren Brown for those who may, might not be familiar, Dave? Yeah, he's, he does stunts. He does, well, escape illusions and so on. So he's it? sort of like a... Uh, uh, like a David Copperfield. Not David Copperfield. There's, an, there's another magician, magician oh. illusionist who does a lot of that nowadays. David Blaine, I think it is. Oh, yes, mm. you're right indeed, as always. Oh. Uh, this was one of the clips that we got, just minus all of... Well, it ended right there. Three D painting. Nice. Wonder how that looks in three D. It's a lenticular screen. <laughs> <laughs> this 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 was good. I thought this was very impressive, and, and that lovely view off to the look at that. That is good. What? The back of her head. <laughs> no, with the. No, I'm enjoying the back of her head. I don't care what she does. <laughs> Yummy. Very sharp in high death. Yep. Although I must say, there are people who apparently say Claire is an interesting companion. She's what? nothing but boring. What? <laughs> gone. Oh, look at Jeez. <laughs> I've already started. But yeah, she's a boring companion. Anyway, yeah, she's uh, we have all these weird, interesting clips here, cutting back and forth, putting the current Doctor in the Time War, which is rather interesting. I'm wondering if any of those other paintings around have been altered because you mentioned on called them Ian the uh, the raft of the Medusa painting. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. This was good. I mean, you think mm. is this a great model they built or what? Mm. Silence. Where are the silence? <laughs> the one monster to have been in every episode of Doctor Who. You see, when I, I saw mean, these that are flying around, I thought the, the, the Daleks flying around were the Dark Dimension Daleks from the 90s, the mm. 30th anniversary story that never was. We, I mean, we, don't, never... we don't see them that well, but they look more like just standard attack robots. Yeah. I mean, we never thought we'd see this sort of spectacle. I mean, we, we had one before with the Dalek fleet in the Russell T. Davis right. area, but I mean, this is pretty outstanding. Yeah. yeah. But I guess the one thing that bugs me is we don't seem to we don't where's the Gallifreyan ships? Yeah, I mean we've got these guns and stuff on the ground, but uh, you know where's where's the air forces? You know, well the presumably have been vanquished. This is the coup de grace of the. I know, but you think uh, you'd war, see the last day, isn't it? You'd think you'd see something flying around. I so I know I should be giving like uh, cast notes, but oh bugger, <laughs> the doctor's in it, and so is uh, yeah yeah so are some other people. <laughs> I am naughty. Oh. Wonder if that no. Somebody, somebody send me a cab. 
I think that soldier there. One of the uh, lead-up minisodes we had was the last day, which showed fighting elsewhere in Arcadia from the yep. perspective of a soldier. Yeah. You see, when I saw this, I was thinking, "Hey, we're going to see that, that doctor actually, actually He's gonna, fight." Like, mow people down or something. It's like, no, he does some graffiti on a wall and then buggers off. <laughs> he's a vandal. That's what he's been doing, graffiti. Yeah, I, I think that is a slight flaw that we don't we don't see the fact that he's been fighting this battle from right. the, the younger man that we saw uh, in reflection. Right. And also, can you tell me, one thing that I remember, Dave, you were wondering was uh, on, on Podchuck, you even pointed it out, but uh, how, did we, how did we get from the end of Name of the Doctor with Claire and the Doctor to where they were, uh, you know, Clara teaching and the Doctor hanging out with the TARDIS. Uh, well, presumably... The How doctor, did we get from point uh, A to uh, point B? I don't know. The doctor, really presumably, but, but we have had that before. We had that with the um, um, with Amy and Rory, where suddenly, you know, six months later... Uh, right. But it, it wasn't completely satisfactory. But, I mean, he does carry her out of the street. I don't like the way they... Now, at first, I thought... This, yeah. I wondered whether this was Dalek, uh, you know, the crazy Dalek, but he gets exploded, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, sec. I thought, was I thought a, one, of the, one of the two. But it can't be, because he gets obliterated in a moment. Khan, Dalek Khan. Khan, it's Dalek Khan. Yeah. One of the cults of Scarrow. Khan! 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 <laughs> and we're already coming up, would you believe, to... Uh, Ten minutes now. You know, the, the, the text there on the screen for these locations, it looks a bit lazy when elsewhere, and in other episodes we have the location tags incorporated into the environment. Yeah. Things like that look a bit lazy. But yeah. they use contemporaneous uh, text. In other words, in, when we get to uh, 1562, it looks like writing from that time. Although that didn't look like Gallifreyan writing, did it? It looked like... Uh, uh, fancy script. Yeah, what is it with with Gallifrey and, and holes and tables? <laughs> I got this whole like semicircular thing going on. See, they got the the, the, yeah, the they have those indentations. Yeah, yeah, and then they got indentations in the table. It's like, well, what if you what if the bit you can't you know reach is not got an indentation by it? Fucker, I could never get that bit. Wait, they mentioned Omega. What's what's a ball cube doing there? <laughs> Crossover. We had a mention of Omega. Of course, uh, a lot of people are wondering, you know, how does this tie into the end of time? Well, we had a reference there. Some one of them mentioned, you know, the others, the, the other plan that's going on. A reference there. So I guess you could use that to, to connect to the end of time. Well, that tech conference table is stylistically, as you say, the same. Yeah. But thankfully, no six-pointed star. <laughs> White point star. And it's uh, Ken Bones playing the general. It's the bald guy. You know? Oh, you've come out of retirement. Okay. Yeah, I have. <laughs> oh, on television, he's uh, played roles in uh, Bergerac, London's Burning, Crime Traveler, uh, In Deep Spooks, Heartbeat. Uh, he's been in films like uh, Cutthroat Island. Uh, recent work uh, includes William Chase in Holby City. And he's also appeared in Casualty. Casualty. Da, da, da. And also in uh, at the new BBC series Atlantis, uh, playing uh, Milas. Which just this past Saturday night saw its premiere on BBC America. 
I don't know what the shack is doing here in the middle of a desert. <laughs> and why oh, those are crazy there leaves? Why are there leaves on the floor? Uh, yeah, and this point, I should say, by the way, uh, it was watched by 10.2 million views in the UK. According to the overnight figures, those will have gone up, of course, by now. And an uh, uh, audience appreciation index of 88. So, were you t- you, Ian, you're mentioning leaves in a house. Was it a house of... Leaves. Oh. <laughs> hmm. It's a puzzle box. <laughs> Gallifrey and Rubik's Cube. <laughs> this is another clip that they released early. And suddenly... And there's a tire. Does anybody see the tire? <laughs> yes, I, uh. I see it. There's, it's there's in two the tires. corner, too. There's one standing in the corner uh. and one on the on the ground, on the floor. Desert. <laughs> shed. See, there's well, the other one. It's supposed to be an old barn, isn't it? No, but it's a desert. Yes, but it may have been turned into a desert during the war. It may have been fertile ground at one Ooh. time. There's a hook. There's a, Dave, a hook on a pulley. Just all sorts of machinery. That's just a... Billy Piper does a good job on this. <laughs> and thank goodness it's not Rose Tyler. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> the funny thing is, is I never, as, as soon as, nope. you know, she said who she was. Actually, at first I thought she was the TARDIS. Mm. I thought. I, I thought- I thought, she was, I thought she was the rose that had looked into the TARDIS. Because yeah, I, 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 the way she was being kind of cheeky in the beginning, it was kind of TARDIS-like. Like, ah. oh, you know. Um, it's very, very reminiscent of that. Um, I wonder if she was told to play it kind of similar, you know. Between a girl <laughs> in the box. Not a jack in the box, right. I hear you. I hear you. Oh, it's Cross from Benson. <laughs> I hear you. And there's a there's the throwaway line that explains it. Your future. Yeah. You know, chipmunk. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> sorry. I was was waiting. No more of that joking. No more. <laughs> Oh, and no more wine. Yes, wine. Vina Mara, Reserva Rioja, 2008. Lovely. So there we go. <laughs> and I'm uh, delving into the final glass of my um, uh, Kid Cab by uh, Ryan, uh, um, Ryan O'Connell from Naked Wines. It's a Californian Cabernet Sauvignon. I don't think there's anything there for Mike to drink. It looks a bit dry. I'm a bit parched out here in the desert. <laughs> I have some dihydrogen monoxide, though. Uh-huh. Found an oasis over here. Meanwhile, back at the plot. There's a plot? Ah, oh, I mean, you, you can't... I mean, it's so good. Hmm. Ah. 
He is wearing a scarf himself, isn't he? Yeah. I do like her outfit in this. Mm. It's kind of cool. I like it. Um, I've already seen people bouncing images around for uh, for cosplay, so... Yeah, I've also seen people putting together cosplay outfits for Osgood, is that her name? Mm. Which is a simple outfit. More, yeah, simpler nice. than Rosa, than the the moments. Anyway, I think I think all, all, all shows with a fan base should do things like that. Create cool characters with simple outfits. <laughs> Make it a little cheaper for some people to, you know. So apparently that's what Gallifrey children do. Yes. Reminded me a little bit of the Terminator movie. That way you see the kids playing before the the bomb goes off. Oh. Yep. So she summons the vortex. Slider. I like sliders. <laughs> I'm glad they stole their vortex. <laughs> I must admit, it is an, uh, an interesting idea, and it's probably not a new one, I'm sure. Oh, there's a Fez. I like that. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> um, oh, I also like the, the line, um, if I ever have an ego, you've got the job. Um, but uh, I like the idea of having this ultimate weapon that also has um, a, you know, became sentient, and has rather than being an evil weapon... It's a weapon that will judge you on your ability mm. to use it, whether you have the right to to, to hit the button. It's kind of neat, but I'm uh, sure uh, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's been used you know, many times before. But I was just going to say that Ian, I recognise the Elizabeth Hall's signature, but not that I've seen it in the actual time, but in history books, that is. Thanks for the clarification. Well, no, they, they, they've, makes a they've, joke taught, that. they've taught her how to write like that. <laughs> Some interesting imagery going on in this episode and also, too. Also, if you if you're watching this, you, you might want to freeze frame it when he checks his phone because the number that you see, that's the exact same number from uh, Soul on Earth Journey's End. Yeah, I was wondering because when you see it the second time around. I was. I, I think you get a better view of it. I'm not sure, but yeah, it's. Uh, it's the doctor hasn't changed his number. As long as they froze the commentary at the same time as they froze their image, because <laughs> we're at uh, 19 minutes and 12 seconds. And hey, there's a familiar face. Dan. She's a bit thinner in that picture than we see her later. <laughs> Well, in the face, but damn. Now you see the text again. Now yeah. that is... It's blended into the environment. And here we have... We have Renette 2.0. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, it's done, isn't it? It's done to, to make all these references back. I think it's the same horse as well. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I wonder if that's the... Supposed to reference the, the horse from... The horse. You can't... White horse, yeah. Are you Mickey? <laughs> And I'm just. Who the bloody picnic out? That's what I want to know. Watch. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, never mind. Yeah, I, I'm just. I know. So That's... annoyed. So angry. This scene is so. I well, so that's I... what the, the boosty is. Okay, watch the horse. Watch it. the horse. They the horse keeps changing its stance when, especially when the doctor's 
setting up and, and talking, try, trying to identify her. Watch the horse. Sometimes it's facing them. Sometimes it's looking off in the other direction. All right. So the horse is a lousy actor. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's so didn't visible. pay it very much. See, look, it's standing that way. <laughs> and the next... I, it's I just to... love this actress. She's got a very, very broad Welsh accent. It's really lovely. <laughs> but there isn't an explanation for it. I know. I know it's, 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 not a, it's, not, it's not a clever Let's horse, see. is it? <laughs> Keeps changing so quickly. Ding. Ding. Fries are done. <laughs> Got that, Perry? Looks like a robot there with the top bit. <laughs> of course, oh, the reference that. to Blink, isn't it? That yeah. one, really, with his. Mm-hmm. It goes ding when there's stuff. Uh, when I first, I mean, I've calmed down about it. There were some niggles with this, and I, 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 I felt as though they'd made the tenth doctor the fool of the whole story. I didn't like the Zygons in this. I love the the the, the, the outfits. Like Except they, they've given them these sharp teeth, which I don't think they had in in Terror of the Zygons. But they've made them monsters rather than um, intelligent beings. And I'm really yeah. not a fan of what they did with Queen Elizabeth the first. But at least they're not CGI'd. I mean, they are sort of... Costumes. Yeah. I mean, they've they done, done a nice job of recreating them without, you know, changing them too much. But I hate everybody's... Everything's got sharp teeth now. Yeah. yeah. Like, jeez, you know. The, the, the pity about that building there is, of course, in 1582, it had been fairly brand new. It wouldn't have been an old ruin. <laughs> <laughs> Same problem they had with this with Stonehenge <laughs> on Pandorica Opens. And the rabbit. Now, that's not a British rabbit. Uh, my cousin had, uh, in fact, it just died recently. It's, it's one of these giant uh, rabbits. Uh, enormous. It weighed about 45 pounds, 50 pounds. Callum did right yeah. around the house. Yeah, an amazing thing. Sadly, it died, Carolyn's rabbit. But it's a giant imported one. Mm. Uh, it's not a British rabbit at all. Hmm. Now, to me, unless it's the Zygon playing along, but it's like, okay, one's standing up and the other one's laying flat on the floor. Wouldn't the one flat on the floor be the the real one? That's that's the... That's to the, that's the confusion. There you are. You've got your two queens in. <clears throat> Sorry, it's not Mike and me. <laughs> You're not dressed for the part. Is this a twin dilemma for him, Ian? Oh, dear. <laughs> to work out what she's saying. Come on now. The, they've done all these references on purpose, though. Sure. <laughs> what about the mop? What about the mop? And here's the scene with Colin Baker. Uh, <laughs> reference, of course, to the underheads you were talking about. Yeah. See, don't you see him? He's right there. Yep. Oh, that's Sylvester McCoy. Sylvester McCoy, Colin Baker, they're both right there. 
There's Peter Davison. I can see his shoes. Stone man. <laughs> Have we worked out the relationship of this woman? So is, to, is she related to anybody that we know? We just have the name Osgood, and people are going off of that. Just because she's with Unit means that she must be connected to someone in the classic series who was connected with Unit. Right. Um, Scarf Girl could have been maybe a nod to Tom Osgood, a Unit technician who served under the Brigadier. It'd be better if she'd been sort of Malcolm's niece or something like that, wouldn't it? That would have been better. She's being played by Ingrid Oliver. Uh, she's played in various roles, uh, played various roles in The Wrong Door and uh, her show. Um, so there's the Fez when it starts Watson. off into the... Yep. Watson and Oliver, sorry. And the strange painting behind it. Yep, there's the painting. They've had five hardwood floors installed. Yes, I decided not to go to the theatre to see this. Right. It was in the, in the theatre tonight, but I'm like... Yeah. Mind you, I don't go to the movies much anymore. So. This, um, I was looking on one of the... Uh, uh, I don't know it was uh, device or one of these other internet places, and... Uh, uh, Bloats brought out some software to help train people that have got a lazy eye or whatever, train them to so that they can get to, to see 3D better. You play this game, and mm. through playing it, it, it works the, the the weaker of your two eyes until you start seeing the 3D even better. Hmm. I don't think that would work with mine, but it's worth a try. Hmm. Uh-huh. At least there's a reason for the fez in this, isn't there? Mm. Catchphrases. Now, when we saw that little trailer before, before the end, I thought, oh, because it, I thought Clara's not going to be in the whole uh, story. That annoyed because... me so much. No. Ten wearing the fez just annoys me so much. <laughs> Moffat. Now, can we take anything from the fact that he's, he's wearing his brown suit, not his blue suit? No. No, not really. Well, you might pull, take something from his hair, but I don't know. I think the only reason for it is it's the suit he was wearing before he regenerated. Yeah, a lot of people so It's the last suit out. you see him in. Except I think right. the tie's wrong. I think it's a different tie. <laughs> well, of course it's the same tie. It would be the, then the same tie Matt wears in... Eleventh hour, and they, it's similar. Similar, oh, it? yeah. It's brown with uh, blue, it, and, but it's, it not, t- it's not. Sorry, exactly I was going to say, is it the tie shows Martha in uh, Smith and Jones when he runs up to her in the street and says, "See the tie." Mm. I don't know. I'd have a closer look at those and let's see. Set some homework for our listeners, Ian. <laughs> yeah, how much is on the back of a postcard, folks? I don't know. What about the creature? (laughs) 
Everybody wants the smoke tent. Especially when they're in a Muppet story. <laughs> 35, this actress. She's, but she's playing it, Elizabeth, younger than that, isn't she? Oh, Joanna, well, you do the, you do the actors. <laughs> I got told off last time. Yeah, so you should. It's not that I don't know him, folks. It's just that that's Ian's prerogative. He likes to show his prerogative off. <clears throat> Have you been looking again? <laughs> Gosh. I think that first should be the Guinness Book of Le- Records as the most travelled hat in the world. Hmm? Hello. Of course, um, playing the Queen is Joanna Page. She's lovely, Joanna Page. Most um, recently we've been seen in this. <laughs> but prior to this, uh, it's in the TV series uh, Breathless. As uh, Miss Lily Enderberry uh, was in uh, Q Bottle Five. Chroma, there was something you. Oh, yes. Uh, depending on the unit <clears throat> dating. Um, <laughs> unit <yeah>. dating. <laughs> the dating program. Uh, oh, <laughs> I was wondering where I knew her. She's Stacy from Kevin and Stacy for crying yeah. out loud. Yeah. That's a good show. Not for that. Dopey twit that's in it. Um, <laughs> but everybody else is good. Confusing the polarity. I don't like James Gordon. Wait, when you said the dopey part, do you mean the lodger? Yeah, James Gordon. I don't, I'm not fond of him. <laughs> Another reference. But Rob Brydon's brilliant in it. Playing huh. Brynn. A fabulous I love all, I love all the gags at, at their expense. Who are you boys? Companions. <laughs> There's a direct the, link the, to, the, to Sarah no. Jane's line in uh, School Reunion. And look at you, Tiger. You get younger all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Even now. Just remind me, did the Eighth Doctor, prior to him, use the uh, sonic screwdriver much? I can't remember. If I'm in the right. audio stories and in a lot of the uh, Eighth Doctor adventures, but of course, right. televised, okay. we only have the movie and night of the Doctor to go by. Right. So in either of both of those, and neither of those, does he actually use it. That's what I was thinking. So, But he instantly recognizes what they are. Yeah. And they even produced one later. And the sonic screwdriver was in the movie. Ah, thank you. (laughs) Chroma, there's a precedent for that. Oh, I thought it was a reference to the three doctors. Yes, exactly, Chroma. Oh, right. So we've directly linked there. It's it's a Chroma in the 80s, depending on the unit dating. And, you know, then she says there's a precedent for that, those three doctors being together. And it's his daughter. Yes, and it's and it's the regular's daughter. I like how she totally. I like how she totally balls this up. You know, it's like it's like so. You know, it'd be so easy to make her like do something like. Ah, Uh, She's like. She's pants at it. 
I'll tell you all the fronts. <laughs> when I first watched it, I did think it was a bit Monty Python, though, I must admit. I thought they'd overplayed the comedy a bit. Again, I'm so tense when I watch it the first time. I'm, but, don't go this way, don't go that way, don't overdo it. I'm more relaxed now watching it. <laughs> Venom sex in the tongue. It took me a couple of watches to get that one, but it, it seems to be a common thing where people have. Yeah, it's, it was difficult to understand. Yeah, Matt kind of garbles it. Takes it too too quick. Senshu's <laughs> a granddad. Okay, Senshu's, Dave. Fights. Can you explain that? Yeah, uh, uh, what they are is that uh, I don't really know that, but they're actually canvas shoes, they're not, like you wear when you go on boats and that. Uh, these people that go to marinas, they're, they're canvas and rubber, so they're not trainers he's wearing. Okay. Uh, you remember, he used to always wear, famously wear the red ones. Right. Mm. But they're made of cam, uh, like a canvas material, like a... I wouldn't have called them sunshine. I'd call them boat shoes. You mm. know, yacht, 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 what you wear on a yacht. I mean, he's wearing Converse. Well, yeah, he's, he's wearing... What he normally wears Converse. Yeah, trainers. That's what he normally... That's what he wore. In the well, he wears trainers. They're, they're Converse ones. Chinny. Hmm. Chinny. Mm-hmm. Well, where's the nose, then? <laughs> Hmm? That's Rory. I know. <laughs> Another scene with our previous doctors. <laughs> yep. Come on, she'll get it in a minute. And we're at 34 minutes, 30 seconds. Oh. Was that an angel? <laughs> Oh well. <laughs> yeah, so why don't you announce that in front of while them? they can hear you? Yeah. Why wouldn't you just like say Oh. This is it's it's well, a good frightening scene. Oh good frightening one with the kids now. I mean, they've not just, made much of an impression up to now. Yeah, but it, it's, it just bugs me that they don't make... The only time they really talk is when they turn into human beings and didn't get that and tear those like on to get some... It's one of Darth's favourite bits coming up in a minute. Yep. Uh. Uh. <laughs> uh. I like that line. Also, I kept wondering if they were changing how the Zygons worked. Because we get it a bit later on in this episode, but as far as I remember, Terra, the, the Zygons established that they could only morph into someone if they had them in their machine. Which we do see yeah, that later in this episode. I, I think you can they actually... keep them alive, yeah. Right. I, I think they can take the form, but they can't hold it for very long. Okay. So that's why they have to get them into the, yeah. the thing, but then that doesn't explain it. 
at the end where there's the two Osgoods and she hasn't been in the thing, so I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe they have to have a proximity, I don't know. The thing there, of course, is that only one of them had the inhaler. I mean, wasn't that the way the fourth Doctor found out that Sarah Jane was a robot, that, that she didn't have a scarf or something? Uh, she had the scarf and she lost it. Oh, this is funny. Oh. Uh. First day <laughs> Ten years. <laughs> ten years. Uh, the funny thing is, I can imagine... Um, uh, it's Warehouse but... 13, in. Yes, this room has all sorts of stuff from the Doctor's adventures. Let's see how many things we can identify here. Looks like it might be a cyber conversion chair. Oh, pictures it, of all sorts of that, 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 that's that worst worst rescue ever, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's what that's what it is. That's <laughs> yes. And here's an illusion, a, a reference to a future meeting of Gamble there, or yeah. a, a, a a past meeting of. Um, <clears throat> Cause this is the first time that uh, Clara has actually met um, K. Stewart. Right, 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 right. But there's a photo there of the two of them together, so that they had. And she mentions that you know she's been here before. Yeah, yeah. That's why she's clear. Yeah. Yeah, but there was that <laughs> uh... Yep. So has anyone okay. identified what the number, what 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 eleven wrote on the wall? Um, yeah. It is the date and. Time of the, the coordinates. Uh, yeah, uh, it's the it's the it's the time and date of when an unearthly child aired back started yeah. back. In the, it was the numbers that he, that chiseled into the wall are seventeen, sixteen, twenty three, uh, seventeen, sixteen, twenty three, eleven, sixty three. So five, sixteen, twenty three, eleven, nineteen, sixty three. But in in practicality for this, they are the coordinates that she needs to get yeah. to transport the location. Again. Right. Right. But it's just another Easter egg there. Yeah. Oh. That was a good reveal. A little yeah, that reveal might there. be a bit much right there. Yeah, they. Yeah. yeah. They've got to gross out the kids, I suppose. Suddenly Zygon. <laughs> Suddenly Zygon. <laughs> Is right. Is, well, she's quite quick witted. Yeah, yeah, she's quick witted. She deserves to be a companion. Centuries, you say? Hmm. <laughs> all the things he has at them that's true I, I do like this bit yeah. hmm. that's what I'm trying to think of never mind but there's, there's, the a, there's I think isn't there a point here where ten, there's a point here where Tin's waving the sonic around and it has a red setting I think but the interesting thing about this is, it, is it it does a, a kind of explain why we've got such young doctors, you know? Right. They they're, they're trying to separate themselves from the old man who did the deed. Right. They want to be yeah. young. They don't want to be the old guy. And of course, they get what they get. I mean, one of the things about him taking that that chalice was that 
he picked the side for Doctor who was going to be a warrior. Mm-hmm. Right. But you're right, if their subconscious mind wants to be young and free from guilt, that right. would influence it. Yeah, it brings to the brings to question whether or not the the regenerations are truly random. Right. Well, I'm sure there's a, an element of um, you know subconscious mood and, and, mood right. and yeah, right. Well, <laughs> that's probably roughly about the number of children on Earth, by the way. I mean, we've got a population of 7 billion in the world. The, the age of people under 18 would probably be about 2.7 billion. I'm sure that's be, that somebody's calculated that. That's assuming the, that uh, Torchwood haven't sold them all to aliens. <laughs> the 456. Yes. Which, you know who was in that story? <laughs> Peter Capaldi. Oilers. Now, normally we'd be coming up to virtually the end of the story in the closing credits and the, the coming next time. Right. And yet, uh, you know, we've got... I mean, my brother-in-law says, that why wasn't it a longer episode? I said, it was. You just enjoyed it so much. Yeah. <laughs> 42 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Now, you know when the 11th Doctor could see River Song, but he didn't let on he could see her? Right. I, I wonder if these two can see her as well, but they're just not letting you know. Mm, I don't think so. No, it's only latched on to the Hurt Doctor. Right. The War Doctor. So we say that the 11th device was not the same, but um, if you could consider the fact that the, the, the sonic screwdriver gets backed up software-wise to, say, the TARDIS memory banks. <laughs> then when it produced the new sonic screwdriver, it just installed the, the, the current level of software on there and carried forward that programming. Right. Yeah. Now, now you try and move some music from iTunes 8 to iTunes 11. <laughs> you try that. Uh, uh-huh, Apple. <laughs> Good, he's remembering how to use it. They both have the ways of using them, don't they? Great. Eleven mm. Doctor shapes it and looks. The other one holds it up to his ear. Mm-hmm. Well, it is Sonic. Yeah. The door's <laughs> open. I just love that. That's yeah. a lovely setup. That whole thing is just a good setup for, for the, yeah. this gag. Nobody's tried the door. <laughs> Typical Doctor. It was a bit curse of the fatal death there, wasn't it, really? Uh, I came back here and opened the door before you locked it. Yeah. <laughs> Travelled back and dealt the entrance. Yeah. Okay, I think it was back in the forest scene when they were waving the sonic screwdrivers around. Re- uh, tins had a red setting. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's one of those things on Blackpool Pier where you <laughs> tend to be somebody else. Thank you. Yeah, then. <laughs> Fat lady with the. (laughs) (laughs) 
See, we don't get an explanation. As, I mean, we know that she tripped the, the 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 other Osgood up, but we didn't see what happened after that. So it's like, why is she still roaming around down there? Wouldn't she have like gone up to the top level and? No, she starts. She's, she stays down there, wandering around with the. No, she's looking for a boss. The, the mask just completely slipped there, yeah. <laughs> with no one touching. I bet, I bet this actress say this is the last time I come on death with you. Horrible things to me. Horrible. <laughs> At least you weren't the. Uh... Now that's good. The controls that looks mm. a little bit. Yeah. The uh, the mainframe or whatever from Bad yeah, Wolf, from Parting the... of the Waves, Parting of the Waves. No, no, no. I meant the Zygon machine where you have the the rubbery things that they move. Right. Yeah, and I'm refer- it's a similar sort oh, of wired-in oh. contraption there from uh, Chris Freckleson's last story, the one character who was wired in as the controller. I, I like the way they haven't over-modernized these uh, Zygons. I mean, they've still got the daft-shaped sh- head. Mm. But it, it, it is better to have done that, I think. I recognize that from the BBC Sound Effects Library. Huh. <laughs> it's their futuristic sci-fi CD. We get all of these typical Moffat setups for Chekhov's guns. Mm. Right. Mm. It's good that they usually have the 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 earliest doctors being the cleverest doctor. Do you not think? I mean, they did that in the five doctors, didn't they? Mm. You know, who's this? A dandy and a clown, you know, and things right. like that. Well, that was the three doctors, actually, but yeah. you know what I mean. So you're my replacements, huh? Dandy and a clown. <laughs> yes, we can quote them off by heart sometimes. <laughs> Paraphrasing. <laughs> Just keep digging yourself deeper. Trocious teeth. Trocious teeth. He's looking at the wrong girl. Yeah. See, that's three times. They, they made him look a bit of a buffoon here, the tenth. Right. <laughs> Which is a pity, because he was a clever doctor, wasn't he? I mean, did you think a utopia. Right. I mean, I, I did I did think they didn't do the tenth doctor a good service with this. Mm, but it, the, 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 the one who wins the day and... and, and uh, has to be the current doctor. Has to be yeah. the current doctor. The current doctor has to be the hero, really. Yeah. Why can't you deal with it yourself? Because it's an alien threat. We've got time for a wedding first. Now, I didn't like this, but on the other hand, it does at least leave that thread that was left uh, unattached, didn't it, from the Tenth Doctor's time when, you know, when they have the the Queen Elizabeth storming up to him to try and catch him. Whenever I complain about just how poorly portrayed Queen Elizabeth I is here... That's that's what people reply with is Shakespeare code, but no, really, Queen Elizabeth I was poorly portrayed in a typical Moffat cannot write women fashion. Yeah, but at least it, it wasn't left. They've not left that hanging. It's, yeah, it's closed we up finally, one of these, finally we addressed that. A thread that I, know, I never expected to be dealt with now, again. 
Remind me, how did they use this? Because obviously the main one was set on fire. Oh, that it's was clever. It's the, uh, the, uh, the one, from, one from the uh, Doctor Who experience. Right. Ah. Roundels, what, not roundels. What it's slightly kind of no smaller, you know. And then cut back to the actual BBC. Well, the BBC Well Studios. Yeah, mm. Don't oh. like it. The second Doctor again. You never do. And well, to be fair, Eleven said that as well with uh, Craig in closing time. You know, I'm sure the first time we saw this design of the TARDIS, it wasn't fully finished. Because each time I see it now, I seem to see more dials on it. Mm. Unless it's just the lighting that's better now. Yeah. Oh, red shoes. Yeah, that's another thing. If you watch the the, the first-ish, the five-ish Doctor's reboot, when Colin, oh. P- Peter, and Sylvester are on set. But hey, they're, they're, we, have, we have the magnetic clamps from Doomsday right there. When ah. they're peering around, we saw... Red high, red high hills. Those are yeah. River, River Song shoes from the Angel two-parter. Mm-hmm. Just and there's again the chair from uh, End of Time. This seems quite a lot you like in this, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. I'm noticing the details. <laughs> Doesn't mean I, I like the episode. I just can't stand seeing the part in, part in her hair from the top. Oh, her roots look a little odd. <laughs> Are you sitting comfortably? <laughs> then we'll begin. <laughs> I did my duty. Hey, there's a do- the, 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 the Dalek Supreme or whatever from Journey's End. Uh-huh. Of course, we're not getting any wide shots here. But it was in a space-time telegraph that uh, Darth was excited about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's yeah. Chameleon, right. Chameleon. Yeah, and there's the Brigadier. And the Santigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, when on the Five-ish Doctors reboot, when they're on set... Uh, Sylvester looks up one Sylvester and Colin I can't remember which where they look up at that at the thing and say what is this a helicopter <laughs> but uh, one question I've got is why do they have a picture of Chameleon just to bring him in that's just as a reference just as I a know answer. but it, it doesn't make sense because there was never any interaction between unit and Chameleon <laughs> exactly so it's like you know unless you count King's Demons but that would have had to have been passed on history, and it's not a, you know, they wouldn't have had a photograph of it. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> Try and keep up. Yeah, they talk to him like I talk to Dave. What is this? Um, let's see, ramen noodles, people. Ramen noodles. Yep. If you're not sure what pepper soup is, ramen noodles. It's usually the outside found again, so you may have got rid of the, in, the one inside the TARDIS. Mm. Perhaps Martha stole it. <laughs> I've had time to ever figure it out. Uh, a real to real tape recorder. (laughs) 
and this is the only reason we had the Zygons in this uh, in the story, as far as the story is concerned, mm. is for that plot element. It is an interesting and actually, actually, side not, plot, not though. That too, that, and also, as we'll get here in a bit, to echo the the Doctor's dilemma with the the War Doctor using the moment. Mm. Using the, tar- uh, the Dalek to break the glass. <laughs> Even on Gallifrey, they've got air raid warning sirens. A bit red dwarf in that, wasn't it? Yeah. But I do love this because Clara totally like calls them on it. Hmm. <laughs> the whole sauntering, yeah. Also, the showing off. See, that's that's why we have the Zygons in the story. Sorry, we're watching, folks. Yeah. Even Mike. Just saying. Uh, Although the the sinking uh, of, yes. of, act, of acting there is nice. Do they hit? Oh, they uh, they hit right. Yep. The memory gas. <laughs> huh. They didn't know why they set it off, so they assumed it had gone off by accident. Hmm? Hello. <laughs> and suddenly, the Zygon threat is gone. <laughs> But this is quite cute and nice, I think. Mm. Are we to assume that Zygon doesn't know it's a Zygon? No, the Zygon knows it is. Well, realizes it must be because it doesn't need the Susan, inhibitor. Susan, Ian, oh. and Barbara. Yeah, quite a few others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though the show doesn't, it doesn't. Re- bear any kind of resemblance to the show that she was in. <clears throat> Sorry. Oh, that's very reminiscent of the chair that's uh, in... Uh... The movie? Yeah. A bit higher back, but yeah, I take the point. I it was a high back chair. Was right? it? Huh? Let's have a look again. It's been ages since we watched it. <laughs> <laughs> Just as well we did the commentary on it. Hmm. It's funny, somebody says, oh, she does absolutely nothing in this. It's like, um, do you not see this scene? Mm. Well, she sees what the doctors don't. What, about Clara? Yeah. Doesn't change my opinion that she's the most boring companion in recent memory. Yeah. <laughs> that would be Amy Pond. She actually, I, I still think Amy's a boring companion, but hey... Clara broke that. She's now even more boring. Yeah. Neil Gaiman admitted that when he that when he wrote Nightmare in Silver, 
uh, that Stephen Moffat told him that he, he gave him Clara as a as a blank slate. Make your own character. Hmm. I thought he wrote her beautifully in that too. She kind of took control and. Look there. Which of those two would you have preferred? Surely not Rose. No. The point is, she's different. I mean, yes, no, she's it. different. It's just we're, we're, even at this point, we don't really know what's going, where she's going as a character. The, series seven B was building up to Name of the Doctor, where suddenly she's she splits off, and we still haven't really started with her as a character. Yeah, I hadn't noticed that before. That it was the moment that transported him back mm-hmm. to Gallifrey and pre- present day. Well, not present day for him. For him, his present day, yeah. Mm. But something like some auntie might send you for Christmas, that. Right? Yeah. A great big elaborately wrapped box, and you open it up, and there's the something boring. <laughs> it's the big red button. Of course, if your name's Ian, there's probably six naked wine bottles in there. Yeah, there you go. Maypoles, invented by Gallifreyans. Let's give the audience oh. something they'll recognise. No, from the uh, fourth dot story. They had the maypole there, didn't they? Um, which, which one? Uh, the the one in the village, you know, with the master, Manchester. Um, Manchester. Manchester. Uh, third Doctor story? I said, no, yeah, it was third Doctor, not fourth, you're right. Mm. Sean Pertwee. With the, the 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 five rounds rapid line. Demons. Demons. We got there in the end. Which I one will land first? All right, which one will finish? There we go. Um, and same time. Yeah. Hey, Ten's got his coat back. Yay, the coat. Looks like he's got better lighting inside. This <laughs> is. <laughs> you know, in a in a. In a hut like this, you could almost pretend. You could, you could almost think that there is no time war going on. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it's a tire war. <laughs> that 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 that, oh. that pipe that pipe construction yeah. in the background. Yeah. Did you it's notice like it too? Sontar, Sontar and like a Sontaran spaceship. Or no, I was thinking like some of the constructions they had back in the classic series with like the the well. Well, the web exactly. of fear. The web of fear was just recently re- released, and the final story there, the intelligence's contraption was made out of all sorts of triangles, and it looks sort of like that could be a framework from it. Mm. No, the two parts was it some time strategy or whatever? Where the, was that? It was that exact shape. Might be, but whether or not they'll show, whether or not you'll be able to see it. it might again. be all that's left of it. <laughs> Now this is reminiscent, of course, of um, uh, Pompeii, isn't it? With the, uh, the companion helping the doctor, yeah, the switch. Yeah. Let's go. Let's see things go boom. <laughs> Slightly more than sacrificing twenty thousand. Uh, 
at this point, I really did think they were going to do it. And I'm thinking, you know. And we've passed the one hour mark. One hour, 13 seconds. See, Clara, Clara, intervene, intervene. Yeah. <laughs> Their conscience. Who says she didn't have a role? Yeah. I'm not saying she didn't have a role. I'm just saying she's boring. She's their conscience. Like, humanity since they're not human. It's a vast improvement on uh, Amy. <laughs> vast improvement. Oh, Amy. And we're watching. Yes, we yeah, are. Well, because sheep will burn. <laughs> Look at that. She it's leaps fantastic. off the screen. Yeah, fantastic. Why is this episode longer again? It isn't longer. It's no, why is, no, why is this episode longer than normal? It's a 50th anniversary special. Has there been any 50th anniversary stuff going on? Really? Yes, all the references to the past episodes. Plot-wise. Yes, it's resolving the time war that families want to resolve. 50th anniversary. Yes, because... Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Darth Skeptical. No, Darth Light. Just later, right. later on, you hear the 10th Doctor say, I've been planning this a long time. And you get, That's he Moffat. goes to his heart. Oh. That's Moffat. But going but pleasing him. <laughs> Even the time the time war is 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 a, is a modern series invention. That's you a date, that's a Russell T Davies. You can be cynical later, Mike. All those patch <laughs> when I saw all those different colored patch patches there, you know, my first thought was a certain multicolored patchwork coat. Yeah. Certain sixth doctor <laughs> coat. The coat got blown up in the war. That's just hanging on lines. <laughs> This is the nub of it, really, here. All right, so I found the light switch. Yeah. Lights up. Mm. Are you suggesting that we find a cheap way around a Davies, Davies central plot? <laughs> I mean, I like the, 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 this, this element of the sl- uh, telepathically communicating, isn't it? Right. Which mm. we had established in the classic yeah, series. Yeah, but, but I mean, this is sort of. But they didn't have to say contact! <laughs> and just all that quick switching. <laughs> cutting back and forth. <laughs> and speaking of. Speaking telepathically, we're just implanting a thought along the years. Mm. Right there. Mm. Yeah. They, all, they then suddenly realize well that's only like you know in the five doctors them all trying to transcribe that understand that thing and uh, you know the third doctor saying uh, I think I better go back I still get it wrong without me you know <laughs> oh John Pertley bad wolf bad wolf girl oh yeah oh a wolf girl okay no bad, bad wolf. wolf girl oh. She said that was who she was, not the ordinary Rose, but the bad wolf, Rose. 
Remember Blink? <laughs> yes. Let's do the same thing here. Uh, on a grand scale. I wasn't so keen on that. I, I, I prefer the fact that they'd lock both the planet and the space around it. All I will By say way, is, remember how angry the Doctor was at Hand Doctor and Doctor yeah. Donna when they committed genocide on Daleks? Yeah. Look how uh, happy yeah. he is. Yeah, a valid point there, yeah. Over the same thing on a grander scale. Yeah. Now, one thing is, I think, I think the music's been well handled in this. It's, it's not been overbearing. I've been, I've been able to follow the dialogue, but it sort of swells up and come in when required. <laughs> it got three of them. Yeah. Uh. Mm. <laughs> uh, there's an awful lot for the fans in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Equidistant. What? Of course, the painting. One of the names of the painting is Gallifrey Falls. The, the sign mm-hmm. in the middle of the, t- of the table, Gallifrey stands. Well, it's the final city standing, of course, isn't it? That's the point at this, mm. uh, as far as they're concerned. Uh, <laughs> the sound effect again. You wouldn't have to pay any power bills, huh? Mm. Here we are. Mm. Yep. There's Moffat planting it. Although, to be fair, Davies has said an interview that he considers first Genesis of the Daleks to be a preemptive strike. Hmm. There we are. Getting some more. Somebody doing voice acting there as Hartnell. Eighth Doctor. They, they, apparently they must have had trouble finding the clip, did I say, of uh, the Seventh Doctor, because he's not in the TARDIS very often in, on, on his travels. Right, we yeah. see two iterations of him. We see the, well, yeah, we, the we see him. We see him from the, from the series and also from... There we go. Oh, and there also we go. from the, the movie. <laughs> Who was that a minute? The eyebrows of Peter Capaldi, everybody. <laughs> Unmistakable. <laughs> Those are fearsome eyebrows. Yes. Almost as fearsome as uh, Perry Garakine's in a Copeman t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone have photographic proof? They don't need I to do. show whatever outfit he will be wearing in the future with that close-up. Exactly. He might also have had his Cardinal Richelieu uh, beard still on there. <laughs> Along to, oh, sake. <laughs> <laughs> For God's sakes. Thirteen TARDISes. And, and we have the explosion TARDISes. from the end of the seventies uh, and eighties end credit theme. Yeah. But we get the plural there, don't we? It's not TARDI, it's TARDISes. Right. One number two. Uh, so it's the National oh, Museum. Be... We see the exterior of there, it's established. But then here we have the those the design on the wall, which is very Roundel reminiscent. Yeah. 
That was great in the five-ish shop. There's one in it, that sugar reference, but we'll oh, yeah. maybe talk about that again another time. Yeah. What good is a quote here. if you can't change it? <laughs> it, is, it is neat here seeing three different TARDISes. The breeding. The TARDIS is a breeding. <laughs> Multiplying. Like the cubes. Power of three. But yeah, those that, that design on the wall is very intentional. Mm. Doctor, 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 doctor. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just getting off with the girl now. <laughs> Lucky bugger. He's got gravitas, hasn't he? I mean, no mm-hmm. doubt about it. It's just... Every time you say the word gravitas, a small kitten dies. <laughs> <laughs> so he steps inside his TARDIS, and what do we see happen? Wind! We see a regeneration starting, and I don't know, some people, some people say... His right eyebrow changes to match Eccleston. Well, I've got a a worrying theory about this. Talk about it at the end. If you're picking up an eyebrow... No. (laughs) No, no, I'm saying people who are. People who say that if you look closely here, you can see his his right eyebrow change (sighs) to Eccleston's, which is silly. Oh, yes. Very much so. Well, I've got a theory about that. I'll talk about it in a minute. Not a spoiler theory. So the interesting thing here was, when, of course, all three of the Doctors, set, they set up in the TARDISes, and the question with with, ten, with the Tenth Doctor is, or Tenant's Doctor, I should say, is where is he going? Where, at what point in his time stream? Ian, earlier in this episode, posited that this that he's going off to the events of the end of time, which, mm. if that's true, then that puts an interesting spin on on the events here. All three doctors, when they leave this point, are all going to their deaths. Oh, indeed. Yeah, because he went on a grand tour, didn't he? I yeah. Mean, so, yeah, it could and, be and, 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 and after that, he had, he mentioned um, the Queen, did he not? Yes, he did. Start of End of Time Part 1. Mm-hmm. Somewhere the tea's getting cold. Yep. So all three of them are going after their deaths. That's a rather interesting point there. Good one. I think we get. I think he's coming around, Ian. I don't want to go. <laughs> oh, good grief! Uh, uh, subtle colour changes a, there. It looks ruin. almost purple. This one compared to that. Always says that. <laughs> and by the way, the tenth Doctor didn't say, "I'm sorry. I'm so sorry." In all this, did he? Thank God. Which was his catchphrase, almost. Yeah. Said it more often than Alonzi. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of kissing. There must be more kissing in this film. I like the way she kissed him there. It was just Uh, kind of a... uh. And now we get to the one part of the episode, the only part of the episode that I enjoyed. 
Right, well, let's we'll, switch it off here then. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll defer to you, Mike. You, you, you will back off if you want to comment. The curator, the word is mentioned. So we have the curator. We have this, the that roundel-like design on the wall. And we have the. We see who the curator is. Wonder if we'll ever have that revisited. Mm. And that voice, unmistakable. No. They did keep some nice secrets from us, I tell you that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, to be fair, the week leading up to this, Tom Baker did 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 announce in an interview. Oh, he did. Yes, he did. Huh? It was Tuesday or Wednesday. It was a the article. The interview appeared on on a blog on the Huffington Post. Hmm? But it was Tom Baker saying the BBC's told me not to say it, but I'm telling you all about it. Oh, I didn't even oh. find out about that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I I did, and I kept it a secret. Thank you. Thank you. Indeed. Well, this is favorite bit, so. Seventy-nine years now. I didn't realize he was that old. His voice is still as strong. Mm. And the way he pronounces, yeah. the way he enunciates Gallifrey is the same. Gallifrey. And I love this. His. Sh- <laughs> yes. It's very forth. Hmm. Mm, that that's perfect <laughs> lots <laughs> now why doesn't Matt at this point know that they saved it because this is his memory well they did the deed but they don't know whether it actually worked work ah you know? right right um, they wouldn't know until they you know found it's it snap back, snap back into time right right until this point in the doctor's life perhaps I was you <laughs> you were me Touch your nose, so we know it's a secret. Touch your nose, so we know it's a secret. <laughs> Perhaps it doesn't matter either way. Yeah. <laughs> a little secret. Lovely little cameo. Mm. I, I love that show right there. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody I noticed so, earlier today. I noticed on Twitter somebody edited together a picture, a still there, of, of uh, Tom Baker, and they edited endless laden. Mm. Ah. So where does the doctor go at this point? Where is he? What, what kind of area is he in when he steps through those doors? That's that just that's just weird. Is it another yeah. part of the TARDIS, or because we see the doors? Yeah. Or is it? No, this is this is fantasy. This I metaphorical. Yeah, yeah. This is just him. I wonder if that's the Tom Baker wax figure, figurine from the uh, <laughs> Doctor's promo pic. <laughs> Wasn't totally successful. This, but no. it, it was nice for them to try. Yeah, yeah. Lovely music. Yeah, we got Eccleston for a moment. <laughs> And now, Doctor Who Part 2, The Search for a Picture. What do you think of these credits, guys? Good for the 50th anniversary. If they, they, they can continue using this style, just they'll probably not include the faces. Oh, no, I don't think they'll include the faces. But just no. the visual style of how they display the names, I'm I don't sure. Like it. Yeah, that's very I think it's Gallifrey, too flashy yeah. and too stupid. 
<laughs> just scroll them up the screen like you normally do. Yeah, I'm sure they'll go back to that, honestly. Yeah. But uh, Tom Baker, we had all the doctors credit, all the actors who played the doctor credited as the role, including John Hurt. And it's the only role for which uh, Baker is credited for in this episode. Except, of course, um, some eyebrows and a forehead. Uh, Peter, of course, you you mentioned this on Colton the other day. You don't have to be credited if you don't speak. So Capaldi right. isn't listed in the credits. Exactly. That's how they get away with it. Mm-hmm. Stephen. And there we are. And notice Faith, that they don't Faith put Capaldi's face in the end either. Yes. This Christmas. And there we go. Coming up for Christmas, we have that. <laughs> the shortest but, teaser for Doctor Who ever. By, by, by the way, the, the blue man, was it he... Um, Played by um, what was he called? Um, Don't worry, you know, just, we're just going to let him falter in a minute for a minute here. Yeah, well, set because it was his birthday uh, yesterday or today. Who's that then? Beck, uh, Simon Fisher. Simon Becker. F- Simon Fisher Becker. It was his birthday yesterday. Victoria Moldovar. <laughs> yeah. So happy birthday to him who's listening. Follows even, us on Twitter. So, even though Dave. Almost murdered your name. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Well, it was only at that point I realised that there was a need to reference it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oi, oi, oi! He says now, we know, we know, we know. Mike's going second, so mm-hmm. who's on first and who's on third? I'll go first. Um, it was decent. Um, it's it's always difficult, I think, to judge. What tone you set for a, a special? Um, we've already done the five doctors, and uh, the, the best thing about it is it's it's, it's kind of for, for us fans at least it's a reminder of um, you know the first time something like that was attempted, and and it reminds us of when we were young and watched Doctor Who, or if you're Dave, you know, middle aged and watched Doctor Who, um, and. But when you really look at the story, it's a bit naff and a bit silly, and you know a lot of it doesn't make sense. Um, and Mike's probably going to say the same thing about this one. Um, but I think it's a, it's, a, it's a decent story. We get some nice little shout outs to you know the past of Doctor Who, um, but some things to me just didn't work. The Zygons I felt got you know uh, the short end of the stick, but hopefully now that the effort's been made to make the costumes that we'll have a, a proper Zygon story coming up, you know, within sometime in the near future where we'll hear them actually talk when they're Zygons rather than when they're, you know, emulating human beings. Um, love Billy Piper in this actually. Um, normally don't, but uh, thought they did a good job of, of utilizing her in the episode without it being Rose Tyler and, you know, bringing her back yet again. Um, and it was actually, it seemed like she had a lot of fun um, being in it, but not being uh, Rose, which was kind of neat. You know, it kind of gave, seemed to give her a bit of freedom um, rather than being tied down by that character. John Hurt, lovely lines. They gave him all the good lines, you know, harassing the boys. Um, there's actually an outtake that's uh, out on the internet of them being escorted to the castle. And them arguing over the the sand shoes and stuff, and uh, I think John Hurt's line is like, "They haven't stopped talking since you know, not one breath since wherever it was that they came from." 
Uh, just complaining about that. No, neither of them shut up the whole time. Was I there? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's. I mean, more of my comments you can hear, of course, on on the Cultum Collective uh, uh, that we recorded on Sunday. Um, we do apologise for the delay in getting that audio out. Um, we had some technical difficulties. Something <clears throat> to do with David Warner, I think, but I could be wrong. Um, but uh, yeah, you can. I wax lyrical on there as as, as usual. Um, but yeah, it's uh, this is probably like the fourth time I've watched it now, um, and it's still fun. Um, it unfortunately doesn't have the same effect the second, third, fourth time round, um, especially when they're doing the whole Gallifrey disappearing act, and and you start seeing them, the, the you know all the doctors on the video screens. I I remember sitting on the couch and just leaning forward repositioning myself on the couch to watch that bit um especially after see capaldi's eyes you're like, huh? um but you know once 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 you've seen that it's it's done but it's 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 nice to have um but then again i still like watching the five doctors so because there's nothing better than having all the doctors in there and and, and doing their bit even if they are under shrouds <clears throat> um so yeah, it's it's a four to five, uh, and uh, yeah, we'll see what they make of the one hundredth. Dave will still be around. Indeed, we'll, I'd we'll like keep, to be. We'll give him life support. <laughs> wine right. support, please. Wine support. Wine support. All right, uh, strap yourselves in. It's time for Mister Randall Thor. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Yep. Yes, it will be. First of all, this was not a 50th anniversary episode. There was nothing in this episode plot-wise to make it a 50th anniversary. We had Tom Baker at the end. That's the only part that I liked. But even that didn't make it feel like a 50th anniversary episode. This was just a a normal episode. This could have been a normal episode of the series. They just gave it, you know, an extra half hour or whatever. There was nothing. There was barely anything in here to celebrate the the 8th anniversary or whatever for for the modern series. In fact, it was a spit in the face to, to the Davies era from Moffat, where he's basically saying, you know what? Moffat's saying, you know what? I don't like the, the Time War. Let's get rid of that. Let's uh, just let's find a way around that where the Doctor doesn't have the guilt anymore. And let, I don't want that as part of the character anymore. That added a lot to the character with ten and with 9, 10, and a bit to 11. Not so much with 11, but especially 9 and 10, where it added some character death with dealing with the consequences of... Of the, of the what he did, how he ended the time war, the double genocide, and just a note on that, we still had a genocide of the Daleks. Just it just didn't matter anymore. Apparently, it's they're making light of it. Whereas in the Davies era, Dalek and Journey's End, there was the, the genocide of the Daleks was was a heavy story matter. It had consequences. Here, nope, none at all. So we had John Hurt's doctor, the War Doctor. He was apparently an incarnation that they were so ashamed and afraid of they, that they repressed the character. Here, as he was used in this story, he was just he was just a bystander, making jokes and commenting on things. I didn't see him as being... He, we didn't get to see him fight or any kind of warrior actions that, that would elicit that kind of a nickname. So... When we first saw him, he 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 took a he took up a gun, but just used it to write graffiti on the wall. So we had that. Uh, we had just more typical Moffat 
Moffat writing. We had the whole characterization of Queen Elizabeth I, basically Renette 2.0. Didn't like that at all. But uh, it just the whole, just another thing with the, what he did here. The Eleventh Doctor moves on without the guilt from the Time War. He, he doesn't have that to deal with anymore. That takes away from the character depth, meaning I'm already less interested in Peter Capaldi's Doctor because that would have been a great character element for Capaldi to build upon in his portrayal of the Doctor. It's gone. It's completely gone. Um. Yeah, we have the whole thing with Gallifrey. We're apparently, what, we're going into Doctor Who, the search for a painting? I don't know. I just like that. I I hope it doesn't. I hope Doctor Who doesn't go too much in that direction where the Doctor is looking for the painting and just keeps to Adventure of the Week, where, you know, the TARDIS goes where it goes and we go on an adventure. And that is the focus and not this search for a painting. Um, just other things. The, 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 the Zygons... I don't know, you could have used almost any monster, even come up with an original one. They were just there for that one plot point. But mainly, you know, there was nothing in this episode for it to be a 50th anniversary special. Barely anything for it to be an 8th anniversary series for the modern series. And Moffat going, just Moffat is making the show his own. And he's, what happened to Fixed Points in Time? I would suspect that something like what the Doctor did to end the Time War would be a fixed point in time that can't be changed. Oh, well. Unless you're the Doctor. <laughs> Apparently, ending the Time War is not a fixed point in time. So, uh, Moffat just making the show his own. And I could go on and on from there, but... Uh, okay, I ten and eleven, their 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 interactions. Yeah, that was okay. I liked seeing ten back, but I don't know. It just he just didn't feel the same. But of course, you know, there's a different showrunner, different person writing him, so you know that's kind of to be expected. But um, again, the the War Doctor, he didn't seem that threatening. He was just sort of there to comment on things and didn't really seem. I wouldn't repress that kind of persona based on what we saw in the episode. Uh, just, you know, I, it, it did impress me. And at this point, Moffat, this is just so typical of Moffat's writing that, you know, if I weren't involved in a podcast like this, I would say, you know what, I'm done with Doctor Who until Moffat leaves. I, I'm not even interested in Peter Capaldi's portrayal of the Doctor at this point. It's, we know what to expect from Moffat, and this is pure, typical Moffat nonsense. And there... I give this a one out of five. Okay, and uh, to follow that and uh, that uh, that rating, um, if you'd like to apply for a job at the Cultum Collective podcast, <laughs> <it's good. laughs> oh, Moffat Doctor Who, <laughs> please. Yeah, yeah we're, we're I... looking for a new Doctor Who correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's right. I've just, got a solution. Uh, I've got a solution in. It's all right. It, this episode was just uh, dreadful. It's like, well, to paraphrase the Hurt Doctor, I'm trying to think of a word worse than dreadful. <laughs> it's just, it didn't, there were Easter eggs and visual references, but those were in the background. Those weren't brought into the plot, and it was basically the only anniversary that it celebrated. It didn't celebrate. It took away from. It undid. It took, it just completely removed the Davies era. Four years of storytelling, gone. Yeah. Yes, uh-huh. no, yeah. Yes, it is, but uh, yeah, I understand your point. But at least he did it in a way where, yeah, 
it basically, from for me, it just comes down to this whole argument of you know which store, which showrunner do I prefer? Yes, Davies wasn't perfect. There were a lot of aspects of Davies' writing that I didn't like. He couldn't write conclusions, for instance. And yes, we had this Levine. But given my choice between Davies and Moffat, I'll go with Davies at any day of the week. All right, so you like the Queen in uh, Voyage of the Dam better than you like Queen Elizabeth I. Right, okay. Well, let me just go. Queen uh, of the Dam. Uh, but before I go, um, Ian, will you, you just, um, through that Skype image of uh, Mike, uh, see that device on the wall of his flat? Mm-hmm. Will you just hit it? We'll just release that memory gas a minute. Okay. There Thank you go. for that. There we go. Right. Oh, well, I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it even more. I did have some uh, reservations when watching it. Mainly my reservations were related to uh, how they they treated uh, 10 as the comedy element. But uh, I did love it. And I do understand that some people were concerned that, you know, why didn't we have Paul McGann, you know, fulfilling his potential and having more on-screen time and, and being this Doctor of Vengeance of course, uh, remember, we're referencing the night of the Doctor, although we've often said that, you know, basically you should only judge an episode on what's on screen during the episode. But if you have watched Night of the Doctor, uh, you know the preliminaries to this. And we did, of course, seem to expect to have a a, a young um, warrior person. And we've got to assume that this war-weariness uh, of this Doctor happens off screen. Now, um I, I can see what Mike's getting at, but I mean, this is a 50th anniversary because it was a homage to the fans. The fans wanted Zygon. The fans wanted a resolution to uh, the Time War. The fans wanted some of David Tennant's loose ends tied up. Uh, the fans wanted to have uh, an absolute you know, feature-length movie. They wanted to have spectacle. Uh, they got it even in 3D. They got it in cinemas. They got it in a worldwide release. They got it as a celebration of Doctor Who. There's some fantastic things in this. Admittedly, we didn't see you know, the 10th uh, sorry, this warrior doctor going around, you know, chopping up Daleks all over the place. But five minutes of that would have been boring after a bunch said, all right, already he knows how to kill Daleks. So I, I don't think that, that is an issue. We get the humanization, of course, of Gallifrey. We get, of course, uh, when Gallifrey was first shown uh, in classic times, you only ever saw men. You never even saw women on Gallifrey until Romana. Uh, appeared never mind children although there were some people that lived outside the city that seemed to be living a a, a disparate life from the 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 time lords themselves but let's go over the whole thing what a homage we had straight at the beginning we had a black and white we had the original credits uh, in effect although in widescreen that was brilliant we had the the totters lane reference we had the the school reference we had the the time of the broadcast reference we had the beautiful things that they could do with cgi with clara driving into the tardis we had uh, you know great references all along the way to different things that happened we saw the shard in the background this that and the other uh, we saw all sorts of things like that and you know that was seven was it 76 minutes long Almost a double episode, but for me it flew by. Now again, um, as I say, there were I didn't particularly like uh, it. It went a little bit wrong for me when the tenth Doctor came out of the TARDIS on the horse, not because I didn't like that particular reference, 
but uh, because of course the first time you watch it you don't know where you're leading they're leading you and you get a little bit or i do get apprehensive of what's going to happen and again i didn't I didn't like the fact that he was, um, you know, almost hobbit-like talking to Sylvester McCoy dressed up as a rabbit. Oh, oh again, is it rabbits? Ah, oh, well, you know the hobbit. Uh, the point is, uh, they did buffoon up a little bit, the tent doctor, and I'm not too sure how the fans would like that. But we had uh, some great, uh, as I think Ian pointed out, the lovely, uh, when the doctors were talking and conversing, uh, particularly, you know, when they were in the Tower of London and so on. Uh, aren't we clever? Hang on, the door's open. Uh, <laughs> there were lots of great things to like about it. Uh, Clara was excellent. Yes. And, um, yes, she was. <laughs> I, 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 I really did enjoy it. Uh, more so, I think, this time. I loved the, the scene where we have all the different doctors uh, on the view screen. I was totally surprised by the fact we saw even just that second or two of uh, the uh, Capaldi Doctor. Let's call, just call him that, say, Peter Capaldi Doctor. Uh, and uh, I wasn't quite sure what to make of the, um, the, the I was going to say janitor at the end there, but the, um, uh, curator. What's the curator. Uh, uh, but again, I think that was basically outside the story for fans. The same as that lineup of them. Uh, where the doctor walks out and you see all of them. I think that was basically a, a, the visual equivalent of a soundbite just to put out on the screens. And I think that was all that was for. Now, let me just talk a little bit about my idea. I was talking a little bit with Jeff about it. And I, I can't remember when I mentioned it to these guys. That um, One of the things that Stephen Moffat said, and he's been teasing the fans that, you know, well, you know, Matt Smith's the last doctor. We've run out of generations. When he goes, you know, that's it. But we know that there is another actor coming to play the part. We were teased again when um, this warrior doctor goes back to his own time and he starts to regenerate. And as Mike said, some people were reading into that, that he was obviously going to, obviously in quotes, going to generate into the ninth doctor, the Christopher Eccleston doctor. I'm wondering if we're getting a little bit of a Star Trek here, whether because they've changed things. I mean, I know they're not remembering it, the eighth doctor, the ninth, the ninth doctor, the tenth doctor will still have that guilt. But I'm wondering whether, you know, you could argue that his doctor now will actually generate not into the Christopher Eccleston doctor as the ninth doctor, but generate into Peter Capaldi as the ninth doctor. And we're now basically, you know, the universe is parted. Remember, I was saying before when we did an, another commentary when the doctor says to one of the companions um you know uh, her universe is not the same as your universe he didn't say the same as our universe meaning that the doctor lives in our universe so i'm wondering whether the surprise we're going to have is that when when we do see a new doctor it's not going to be matt smith who generates into him matt smith may just die and we will actually see the next doctor being the warrior doctor becoming Peter Capaldi, in effect, a new ninth doctor, which gives us a new ninth doctor, then a new tenth doctor, a new eleventh doctor, a new twelfth doctor, and thirteenth sets the record straight for another ten years. Now, some people might be going in horror and writing letters of protest as I say that, but I'm just saying that that's possible. It doesn't undermine the storylines of the 
eighth, ninth, and tenth doctors because their memories are still intact. It happened like they think it happened, as far as they're concerned in their timeline. So I don't know whether you guys want to, you know, poo-poo that idea or not because, uh, ding, my uh, time is just done. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, my microwave meal's done too. <clears throat> <laughs> Any thoughts on that? Or is it just no. a silly idea? Yeah. Well, it's it's this know. whole thing where we we didn't see who the war doctor regenerated into. All right. Yeah. But you know, I, I, you know, it's one of those things. I always worry as a Doctor Who fan that we're overanalyzing stuff, and you know, we had this whole big discussion uh, during the fiftieth trailer. You know, uh, a certain member of the collective saw. Um, um, what's faces, certain faces. Yeah, certain faces in, in a globe, and it's like, really, you know, and we tend to pick things apart too much, and you know. But it's usually not what's not said that's the clue. It's not what is said, it's what's not said or what's left out. Why did they not give a... I mean, I would have thought they would definitely have shown... Because, I mean, we saw the Ninth Doctor in that lineup. So we saw that Ninth Doctor on the view screen, uh, you know, uh, on Gallifrey uh, as they were doing it. So they have the ability... You know, it's not something we can't show his image... So why did they not show, for continuity's sake, the warrior doctor changing into the ninth doctor? Well, Maybe I think because there was a reason. Well, I think the reason for that is that they would have to have gotten permission to use his image um, in you know that that wasn't footage. Uh, so they would basically be superimposing Christopher Eccleston's face onto John Hurt's face, um, but that would but be. Um, he's done a regeneration. He did it when he changed from eight, nine to ten. I know, so they got if, him in that re- mode. If they replayed that, then that'd be using the footage. If they were to dismantle that footage and use it to create another, um, another, you know, it's 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 kind of like the, the trouble that they got into with Back to the Future, where they had a character they created, and so that they they just brought this character back, and uh, they got you know. And a lot of trouble for using that. Right. Okay. In the image or to, to use it. a also to use a reference that we used in in, the, in our commentary with the final seasons of final season of Sliders. Jerry O'Connell had had left the show, taking his brother with him, and he actually for, forbid Sci-Fi Channel from using any image of of him or his brother in the show. That's why the final season used a, a new actor for that character yeah, and combined yeah. the both of them into one. Yeah, because oh. they, they, he actually put a legal suit in case to keep them from using his image or his brother's. Oh, you mean like, what was it, Tuvac, or what you called it? What was your favourite character? From... Oh, Voyager? Mm. Yeah, no, where they blended the two. Mm, Tuvix. Tuvix, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why he likes that. Yeah, who knows, of course, Eccleston had... As far we we don't know exactly why... What went down with Eccleston, if he was approached, if he turned them down, whatever. We don't know the specifics for sure. But still, Eccleston wasn't part of the this episode, and uh, that's it. But of course, yeah. of course, I could be right, and that's what they're going to do. Yeah, it, it, it's still, it's, it's, up, it's up in the air at this point. A, yeah, it's speculation. Yeah. Nobody oh, it, knows. I mean, the other way of getting regenerations, of course, is the fact that uh, River Song, when she was trying to heal the Doctor in Let's Kill Hitler... 
she gave a lot of her, you know, regenerative no, energy to him. wrong. It's, no? it's stated in dialogue that she burned up the regenerations, so neither could use them. Oh, right. So a lot well, of people, thank you for that. It, it, I rewatched that episode recently just to check that, and it's stated in dialogue that she burned them, that they can't be reused. Well, I take it we've got some excitement. There's a reason for you to keep watching, then. Yeah. Right? There you go. Yep, I've heard stuff worry. about the upcoming regeneration. Don't worry, Moffat's end is coming. He's preparing. He, it's it, it's mm-hmm. the end, but he's preparing for that moment. The moment, yes. yes. Well, let's let's face it. Ooh, hey, right? hang on. What? The moment has been prepared for. <laughs> mm. I, I was going to say, mm. Mike either watches it, or we have to regenerate him. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, enough picking on Mike for one evening. <laughs> for not liking a Moffat episode. Thanks for changing. All right. Well, until the next Muffet episode, it's... Yeah, it is. Goodbye from Mr. Randall Thor. It's goodbye from Dave AC. And it's goodbye from Ian, the Sixth Doctor. Or is it the Seventh? Sixth. Uh, I'm the one under the shroud. Goodbye, everybody! Thought it was a good idea. Bing! Ding, Fraser done with Perry. <laughs> he's into this other shroud. At least he's wearing our t shirt. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.